What are some of the unique challenges that organizations face when it comes to continuous monitoring and mitigation? Hi, this is Tom Field, Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm discussing this topic today with Scott Gordon, CMO with Forescout Technologies, and Ken File, Chief Information Security Officer at Pioneer Global Asset Management. Scott, Ken, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks a lot, Tom. Great to be here. Scott, let me toss this first question to you, please. We hear a lot about continuous monitoring or continuous diagnostics, as the government likes to say today. Could you just take a moment to define continuous monitoring and mitigation in today's network context? Sure. So continuous monitoring and mitigation is really about how do IT organizations optimize their resources in two ways. One, to get greater operational awareness of what potential threats there are, what's their security and compliance posture, and to have that information shared among the tools that they've invested in, and then allow that context to drive a a faster response to preempt threats or to mitigate security exposures and issues. Uh, So it's, it's all a matter of getting better IT agility for security threats and better use of security resources. So, Scott, we've talked about continuous monitoring for a number of years now. Why do you find it to be especially important to organizations today? So we see about four challenges that organizations are facing today. One, uh, certainly networks are way more complex. Two, there's greater uh, diversity of access to network resources. Three, broader uh, devices and, and including BYOD device use. And the trend that because folks have invested in a defense in depth strategy, which is, a, which is a solid best practice, it's actually created a bunch of siloed tools and data. And so now more than ever, folks need to get a faster response and understanding of what's going on in their infrastructure more coordination and control over threats and a better way to address uh, attacks, including sophisticated attacks and targeted attacks. Well, Ken, I want to bring you into the conversation now. If you could take just a moment, please, to tell us what your unique challenges are when it comes to continuous monitoring and mitigation. Well, I think Scott is is pretty much uh, hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> you know, resources are certainly not a unique challenge. Uh, you know, to us, uh, you know, as in, in relation to other organizations, I'm sure everyone has uh, uh, their own little uh, unique resource challenges. I mean, we're, we're all being asked to uh, to do a lot more uh, with a lot less, and and due to budget cuts and you know changing threat landscape out there as well as, uh, you know, a lot of uh, particular attacks and things of that nature that we've got to keep up with on a day-to-day basis. We also, in a lot of organizations, we lack core competencies to uh, to address, uh, you know, certain relevant events. We've got, like, you know, 1,400 tools and, and 1,400 uh, different ways of, of doing things in the automated perspective, and a lot of organizations lack that tie-in. They lack that sort of, you know, central brain and central nervous system in order to address all these things. Um, so where we can kind of improve that is to try and automate uh, certain events, 
you know, will increase uh, our response quality and, and will also increase our effectiveness. We're looking to do that by, uh, you know, not only getting uh, deeper insight into, uh, you know, all the endpoints, and I'm not just talking, you know, just computers, but pretty much anything on the network. There are a lot of attacks that, you know, and I've, I've seen in the past where people have actually, you know, been attacked. And, for instance, uh, the, one, the one thing that the attacker did was, uh, well, we had an open FTP share on the printer. Well, let's dump all my hack tools up there because traditional anti-malware or, uh, you know, traditional antivirus is never going to scan it and find it. And, you know, you keep your back door into the systems. I, I wouldn't say that I have specific unique challenges. I, I would say that, you know, a lot of folks face the same challenges. Well, it's a good perspective, and of course, Scott speaks to a lot of folks. So, Scott, let me ask you, can you give us some specific examples of continuous monitoring and mitigation in the banking and the government context from what you see? Yeah, I'd absolutely like to uh, give some examples. And it's very much uh, falls in line with exactly what Ken said. How do we get greater efficiency, and how do we get more effective use of the IT tools that we've made investments in? So one example would be uh, vulnerability scanners, vulnerability assessments. So these periodically scan network ranges and identify system vulnerabilities. And so if a new system comes online or a virtual instance, a virtual machine comes online after a scan, it only gets picked up in the next scan. So NAC, network access control being a cornerstone for continuous monitoring and mitigation, it can pick up this new IP that's appeared and instruct the vulnerability scanner to take a response and actually scan. Conversely, a vulnerability scanner, the end result is a prioritized list of systems and threats. If you read the latest Verizon data breach report, the most common threats were the ones that really supported uh, penetration inside of a uh, system, not not necessarily always... uh, uh, zero-day attacks and new attacks. So this way, there's the potential for information to be pulled out of the vulnerability scanner to instruct uh, network access control, for example, to remediate or attempt to remediate known issues or to activate patch management systems such as Microsoft SCCM to close those exposures that were picked up by the vulnerability scanner. Again, getting greater operational efficiency and being more responsive. I'll give you two more examples, very similar. Um, let's look at BYOD, and pretty much they come a device, a personal or mobile device comes onto a network, and instantly it can be detected. A policy can be applied based on who the user is, what's the device, where they're coming on, and it can actually, based on that, force an MDM enrollment. BYOD can then check to make sure the device has been MDM enrolled and can and can initiate a profile check every time an MDM device touches a network resource as opposed to a periodic uh, checking of a profile, which may leave, again, a secure exposure. And then as a reaction, should a device get outside of compliance, an MDM enrolled device, Network access control can receive this information and take them off the network and reassign them to a a guest network and inform them why they were taking off the network. And then last, what you can imagine is to broadly enable security information event management systems. So we can take our information and send that real-time intelligence 
up to a SIM. A SIM can do its own cross-correlation and send information to us to actually directly remediate an endpoint or take a system off-network, depending on, again, the type of system it is, the role of the user. Uh, so you may not want to change anything on a mission-critical server, but you may want to change something that black and white you absolutely don't want to have. For example, maybe a system configuration uh, within vMotion move the VM from inside a CPI compliance uh, network to something that's outside the CPI compliant network, and, and that would be a critical problem. So again, there's really a broad amount of application that could be applied. Well, we've talked about a lot here in terms of threats, in terms of challenges, and, and Ken, I can almost see you nodding your head. Can you tell us how you <laughs> can you tell us how you specifically have addressed some of the threats and challenges we've talked about here? Um, absolutely. Uh, ForceScout has is, is, is helped us immensely, and you know, like uh, like any other technology that we have, uh, we have longer range plans that uh, you know we're working with them, uh, you know, to, to kind of. Uh, uh, update our strategy and you know and address threats as they come out. But I'd, I'd have to say first and foremost is that uh, you know ForceScout's allowed us to respond a lot more quickly and a lot more effectively to uh, to things that you know would normally be very time consuming. You know we've had the opportunity to go through and apply an intelligent policy. Uh, you know based on the severity of the actions or severity of the events, the actions that we need to apply, as well as the uh, the core competencies of the people that would be responding to it. Tell us a little bit about results as well. Since you've, you've taken these measures and deployed the solution, what results have you seen that have really made you take notice? Well, so, some of the results that we have seen are, you know, not just the, the you know, the baseline uh, garden variety type thing of, uh, well, is the antivirus running, is the antivirus not running. Uh, some of the events that, that we've actually been able to see are, in addition to, you know, new systems and, and build systems, which were, you know, correlated to be in a vulnerable state, you know, coming on the network and going off the network, which kind of speaks to what Scott had talked about with vulnerability scanners. It's it's also uh, helped us identify and track down you know potential events uh, across the enterprise. There, you know, a lot of the times you're going to get a false alert from like your AV system or or something in that nature. But uh, it's it's a good backup to know that you know the threat is uh, is not as dire as you know as you might think it would be. Uh, it could be just you know a configuration error. It could be just you know. Uh, something of that nature, and ForceScout allows us, you know, kind of a an, intel, an intelligent correlation uh, among all of that information that we get. We get flooded with information, like Scott said, you know, from various different sources, uh, and to have, you know, a, a place that could give us checks and balances, and and just to be able to uh, uh, to apply that that given policy, it's very, very, very important to us. Well, Scott, Ken's giving you a great testimonial here, so I've got to ask you. How is ForceScout helping all of its customers to improve their continuous monitoring and mitigation efforts? Well, I'd like to add to Ken's perspective. A lot of times, certainly IT and security has made investments, for example, in host-based controls. We're not just talking antivirus. We're talking, depending on the level of compliance, there may be a need for data leakage prevention systems. There may be a need for encryption. There may be beyond traditional patch management. These are all host-based controls, and they're they're absolutely necessary and and the best practice. And sole reliance on host-based controls, for better or for worse, is not good enough anymore. 
a host control can be misconfigured, disabled, uninstalled. It could be installed but not operating properly. It could be out of date. Any of these systems, the more of these controls you have on a system, and the more systems you have, the more likely something's not operating properly. And it can be, we've seen upwards of 30% of things that are outside compliance. And since a host control is connected to a management infrastructure, it means the management infrastructure has inaccurate information. So you don't really have true security state. And that makes for a lot of exposure as you get into 1,000, 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 endpoints or more. So what we're able to do is to be a complementary control that essentially monitors any asset, all the users, devices, applications, and the security posture of that device, and identify those gaps and those violations that complement all the infrastructure investment that IT has made. And then we're able to, again, offer ways to cut the exposure with limited or no IT intervention. And, uh, and so what we're helping customers do is, is really automate that visibility and automate that control. And automation sometimes sounds real scary, but it's all about what Ken said. It's all about policy. And so if there's policies in place, if there's SLAs between security and network operations or asset management and security, uh, then policy will dictate what reasonable black and white responses can be had so that, again, IT can be responsive and you can optimize use of resources. Yeah, I'd like to kind of add to that just a little bit, um, you know, in as far as policy go. I mean, we've, we've got the, um, the Windows XP, you know, evident Armageddon coming up uh, early next year when XP goes out of support. One of the things that, you know, we're expecting from the security perspective is that, you know, zero days and, and exploits, uh, people are saving them up. It's just going to be an explosion, you know, I think, in zero day come that time. Uh, one of the ways that really simple, out of the box, I mean, no-brainer way, is to utilize Forescout to kind of on your XP systems, give you the additional monitoring management, give you the additional flexibility and automation. Uh, you know, if something does happen, something does trip, or something does not look right, flip that over to a VLAN that cuts off uh, Internet access, for instance. Send an alert, you know, go and look at it. There are a lot of companies that are not going to be uh, off of, uh, Windows XP for, uh, you know, various reasons, be, you know, backwards compatibility, application support, whatever the case may be. So there are going to be some of them in the enterprise that are just not going to have a traditional recourse for remediation. And this is pretty much a simple no-brainer way to utilize Forescout to kind of alleviate that concern. I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, it's a great and relevant point, Ken. I'm going to give you a chance to just sort of weigh in with the last question here. As Scott says, these are common challenges to organizations everywhere. If you could give even a single piece of advice to organizations facing similar challenges to what you face and what we've discussed today, what would you advise them? There are probably several things that, you know, based on my experiences, uh, you know, that I could I could talk about. I would say first and foremost, you know, to kind of categorize your events and your policies, base them on level of interaction um, that's needed, the severity of the event. Use integration wherever integration is available with your uh, your Forescout appliances. Uh, if if there is a you know a particular plugin for uh, something that you're already using in house, I mean marry the two. Uh, make make the best use of it and make the best use of your staff's time. 
I'd also have to say to most of the folks, don't fool yourself into thinking that any one solution is going to be a set and forget. Um, you're never just going to drop something in there and, and just say, well, okay, it's, you know, it's going to do everything for me. It's, you know, uh, I read the literature. It's going to wash my car and walk my dog and, and take care of all my concerns. Uh, it, there is going to be a little bit of tuning that's involved. And it's just like any other solution that's, you know, you've got to, you've got to tailor it and you've got to make it work for your needs. I mean, baseline is great. And like I said, it's going to get you a lot of ability that you would normally not have otherwise. But there is a whole host of a lot of things that you can do. And, you know, to just put it in, set it, and forget it, I mean, that would be a complete waste. Another thing that I would have to say is, you know, in, in, ensure that your senior management is also understanding of this. I mean, a lot of times uh, you make an investment in a product or a technology, your senior management is, is going to say, okay, well, uh, what's, the, what's the, the return on security investment for that? While you can't, in a lot of cases, immediately quantify that, you've got to understand and, and make them understand that you know the return is is going to be um, you know not always necessarily one month, three months, but just that your senior management is on board that this is something that you know it's a living product, um, this is a living technology, and much like the threat landscape that we deal with every day, which is a living threat landscape. Threats don't stay static. Threats don't stay the same, and, and neither should uh, your tools and your investments. And that's well said. I want to thank you and Scott both for your time and your insight today. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Tom. It's nice to be here. Thanks, Thanks for having us. The topic has been continuous monitoring and mitigation. I've been talking with Scott Gordon, Chief Marketing Officer with Scout Technologies, and Ken File. Chief Information Security Officer at Pioneer Global Asset Management. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.